and welcome to the first episode of Straight No Chaser, a podcast that I have revamped from its original creation, a podcast that I so desperately want to be perfect, but walking in fear has held me captive. It has placed a stamp, a time stamp and where I began the revamp from where it was originally to where I'm wanting to take it. It's funny how fear will hold you captive. It will keep you spellbound in a place where you can't seem to get out of it because you're too busy looking at the things around you, too busy listening and taking notes of others' podcasts or what others are doing. and wanting what you are set to do to be so perfect, right? And I think in so many different capacities, we can all relate to that. We take on a new adventure or we try to revamp the existing adventure. And when we go full throttle, we want it to be perfect. And we don't take in what could be unexpected or we don't take in what possibly happen. And we then shut down, clam up and say, I knew I shouldn't have did it or I knew it wasn't the right time. And we downplay the work that we have done, downplay the accomplishments. We downplay even just the one listener or the one viewer or the one supporter that we have. Fearless or being in a place of fear should I say, kept me from continuing the revamp. It kept me from recording my first episode. I'm going to tell you, I sat down at my desk and I have written out five episodes of season one thus far. And in my mind, I wanted it to come off like I had it all put together and come across like it was well thought out and I researched my facts and did all of those things to make it a well put together podcast. But sometimes you just got to start where you are. Sometimes you just have to reveal the place that you are in and understand that it is okay to be in that place, but just get started. I found myself in a place of worrying about what people would think or how people would criticize or what people would say based on the topics that I was talking about. Reason for that, I'm a PK. And being a pastor's kid is not easy. The spotlight is always on you. And then the spotlight reflects back to your mother or your father, whomever the pastor may be in your family. And people tend to look down upon you. People tend to place their own insecurities and their own fears onto you. And then you absorb those fears and, again, creates that standstill, that time stamp, while time is still moving forward. And I was held in that place. Because I didn't want anyone to look at my father 
the pastor, the leader of a church, the man of God to lead a congregation. And they say, oh, my goodness, have you heard her podcast? Have you heard the words coming out of her mouth, her opinions, her viewpoints? And there's that place of fear. It springs up on you and you don't even realize that it's there until you go to do something and all of these thoughts come running through your mind and uh, then you just find yourself closing the laptop, closing the book, walking away and just saying, I'll try again another day. But I can't live in that fear. I woke up this morning and I meditated and I prayed about it. And I've been trying to do um, more positive affirmations so that I can um, continue on my journey of positivity. And when there are negative things happening, knowing to just stop, pray, and move on. And so I did an affirmation of I attract my purpose. And I will not chase my passion, but my purpose will make room for me and my passion. And in that moment that I said that, I felt the biggest weight lifted. I can't even explain and express the ease and the lightness that I felt when I finished that affirmation. It was go time at that moment. It was time to let go of the thoughts of others and be more concerned about walking in my purpose. It was time to let go of putting the pieces together of others' thoughts or how they would talk about my father or what they would say about me or the opinions that honestly, really, at the end of the day, don't matter. At the end of that affirmation, I got clarity that it's okay to move forward in my podcast and say what I feel and use my life experiences and the t-shirts hanging in my closet to talk about topics that so many are scared to talk about or elaborate on topics that have been talked about or give my point of view and my expression in the best way that I know how. Some people would say, oh, I don't know how you do a podcast or I don't know how you can do this or do that. And today, listening to church uh, virtually I realized it's my anointing. I can talk about the things easy and and carefree because it's my anointing. I can talk about things that plague our world and plague our women, our men, our young boys, our young girls because it's my anointing. I have the t-shirt hanging in the closet for it. I have the life experience I have the visual experience of it. And yeah, walking down a path of the unknown 
walking down the path of uncertainty is super scary. To lie and say that it's not, yeah, I will be doing myself a disservice. But knowing that I have God with me and everything that I do is about fulfilling his purpose. And everything that I do is about walking in my purpose. See, I was created on purpose to walk in purpose for a purpose. And I, you know, don't want anyone to feel like I'm going to take what I believe and try to shove it down your throats or make you believe what I believe. It is just voicing my thoughts, what I believe. I would never try to impose or impugn any judgment on anyone else that doesn't walk the same Christian journey that I do. And I would never try to make anyone feel less about their journey through my words. The reason for my podcast is to empower, uplift, draw out of you the things that no longer serve you. Fear would be the first thing that serves no purpose in your life. And I speak on it and I say that because, again, as I said earlier, I was in that place. Now, am I an expert at this? Nah. But I know in due time, I will grow. I will get better. I will become all that is in me to become. When I was a little girl, I wanted to follow in my uncle's footsteps of being a designer. And um, my grandfather, I think, had a little bit of a fear that held his thought process captive in the space of the arts. Wasn't a place for anyone to make a living or that it would be something of longevity to take care of your family. And I watched my uncle battle through my grandfather's process. And then I found myself when it came time to venture off into the world and seek out what it was that I really, truly wanted to do, I was walking through my grandfather's process, thought process. Sometimes we learn fear from others around us because of what they have experienced, what they have been through, things that have caused them to be held captive, things that have held them 
at a point in time, place them in a permanent time stamp. And I found myself later angry and frustrated and so full of fear. How I would disappoint my grandfather if I stepped out of what he was trying to groom me to be, which was an attorney. When I tell you, I could battle down the Pope. (laughs) I could talk a kid out of a candy bag. I'm a great debater. And nothing can stop me from winning. But in that place, that's not where I was supposed to be. I didn't thrive. I didn't excel. I just existed. And I didn't want to just exist in a place where someone else thought that I should be based on their fears and where I should be based on their idea of what life should be. And for the most part, that's how I navigated my life. Staying safe, staying in a box, staying in the parameters of. And one day I decided to break free out of that box and and know that I wasn't designed to live in a box, knowing that I wasn't. That's not where I was created to be inside of a box. I learned about myself that I am adventuresome and I'm courageous and I love a challenge and I love to think outside of the box and I love to provoke food for thought and I love to provoke the mind to think and the heart to beat and to feel and to live and not to just exist. But as humans, (laughs) we take on others' fears and then we allow unknowing fear to manifest onto dreams into things that don't seem orthodox or that doesn't fit into the parameter of what your parents think or your family thinks or what society even thinks that you should be doing or not doing or feeling and not feeling, saying or not saying, dressing or not dressing. And I realized I am not society. So allow me to introduce who I am. I am a woman of God. At birth, I was given the name Chanel A. Gresham. I roll with that name. I love that name. I embody that name. Funny thing is, (laughs) I wanted to be a designer. And again, as I mentioned, my grandfather's fear of the arts, not being lucrative enough, not being stable enough to take care of your family, shied me away from that. But I possess the name of a designer. I possess the name of somebody who took themselves from third class to upper class. She was in the upper echelon of the society of those who had money and status and class and riches and boldness. I possess that name. But I realized later 
that fashion was my passion, not my purpose. That was a hard pill to swallow because I love making people feel good and I love making people look good and I love making people feel like they can embody who they are. And I know as a woman, when you get your hair done and you have on a nice outfit and a dope pair of shoes, how good you feel. But that's only outwardly. Because on the inside, you could still be crying and still being in pain and still frustrated with the world and not knowing how to release that anger and not knowing how to release that frustration or that fear or how to take the first step towards anything it is that your spirit resonates with. And I get it. I was there. But this morning, as I mentioned, after I said my affirmation, It resonated with me that I knew what my purpose was for so long. I ran away from it. I hid from it. I shied away from it because I thought it was too much for me to bear. And so I followed my passion and not my purpose. But God will always find a way to bring you back full circle to what he has created you to do, what he has designed and what he has put into you and what he has instilled in you and what he gave your parents, their experience to instill in you and you pull out of them what you needed from them and you allow it to manifest in you so that you could walk in your purpose, what is destined for you. And back to my affirmation, I say, I attract my purpose. I won't chase my passion. But walking in my purpose will make room for me and my passion. So that's not saying that I won't create and I won't design clothes and that I won't manifest Things that I see in my mind and I can put it down on paper in 2D form and then create it in the 3D. It is a gift that I have to be able to do that. It is a gift that I can make people look good and feel good. And as I continue to grow in that passion and get better with each garment that I make, each selection of fabric, each choice of threads and things that I sketch and I draw, I get better. But it's my purpose that when I meet a client and I see him or her hurting or him or her trying to hide or cover up the pain, the hurt, the frustration, the weariness, the fear of walking in their own divine purpose is for me to speak over them, is for me to speak an encouraging word, for me to uplift, for me to empower them. I'm only one person. So 
my prayer is always that I say something to somebody that resonates with them to take them to the next level of their journey. That I say something or I do something or I create something or that I am able to aid them in something that helps them to manifest the the greatness in who they are. It's scary to walk in purpose when you're not sure what is the first step or where to go. And that's where fear creeps in. That's where it tries to take over, where it tries to shackle you to that time frame, that time stamp, that place where you just live in uncertainty and you dress yourself in garments and bangles and clothing and beautiful colors to try to cover up that in which you are so uncertain about. I was uncertain about this podcast. I was uncertain of how I was going to walk in my purpose. I was uncertain. But for some reason, I kept coming back to this. I kept diving deep into writing and reading and getting. But no matter how many times I sat down at my desk to open up my computer, fear said, you can't do it. It's not as great as everyone else's podcast. It won't grow. It won't reach the masses. It won't do what you are saying, hoping, expecting, planning, wanting, desiring for it to do. And I reach back into my positive affirmation and I realize that it will. It is a walk, not a sprint. It is a journey, not a race against anyone else. It's not a race against time. It's just me. It's me and God who is ordering my steps to get through each and every day, each and every moment. Every time that I open my mouth, that the words I say are words that are going to resonate with someone. I do pray that my podcast reaches the masses. I do pray that my podcast helps someone. I say something. Again, do something. That's going to help someone kick fears. But get them on a path of walking in that purpose. And though I may not know what their purpose is specifically, but that they understand that fear does not live alongside of purpose. I think, again, that it is something that is manifested by rules and and society's thoughts and how we have been brainwashed and manipulated and even raised by some skeptical parents or parents that lack belief or parents that possess jealousy of their children, which sounds crazy, right? Because you just 
don't expect your parents to be anything less than magnificent, your superhero, then great. My parents are phenomenal. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people would say that their parents are phenomenal. But the older I got, the more that I realized that my parents are human, just like I am. They have their own traumas, their own war wounds, their own experiences, their own T-shirts hanging in the closet. And all the while that they are trying to grow through their own issues and pains and hurts, they are trying to raise a child in this world that is so full of hate and mean-spirited people all the while they're trying to keep my eyes focused on the prize, the end result, the joy, the peace, the happiness that the world does have to offer. My parents are great. And I'm sure that most would say that their parents are great. But I'm a mom. And I also realized that as a mom, my parents have caused some traumas unknowingly, not wanting to do that on purpose. It's life. And I trickled that down to my oldest daughter, my fears, my manifestation of fear. And I placed that onto her of things that I I said, no, don't do that. And no, you shouldn't do this. And no, wait, hold up. All in trying to protect her from the world. All in the namesake of the t-shirts that I have hanging in the closet and the things that I've experienced or that I have the visual memories embedded into my mind about. Now. Is it for me to protect her, to guide her, to get her where she needs to be? Absolutely, of course. But it is not my job to project my fears onto her. It is my job to create a world where she can thrive and become her. It is my job to help her to excel in the things that she wants to do. It could be 20 things in 10 days. She could go from photography to dance to art to music to sketching, to speaking, to writing. And it is my job to create that ideal place for her to blossom, to flourish, to become the greatest version of her and not manifest my fears into her life of all the endless possibilities that could be. It is my job to cover her in prayer. It is my job to cover her and allow her anointing to come to fruition. She's 18, so I'm not quite sure just yet what it is. I do know that it is for her to figure out. I do know that it is for her to walk her path and walk her journey, and I have to let her be and not manifest my fears onto her. Not to allow the t-shirts that I have hanging in the closet disable her and break her from being able to experience her journey, her path. It is not my job to keep her from learning, to keep her from experiencing. It is my job 
to protect her the best way that I can. It is my job to pray over her. It is my job to allow her anointing to shine through. It is my job to allow her to become. You know, we ask our children, what do you want to be when you grow up? There's a few questions that we fail to ask our children. One is, what do you want to become? See, most people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? As in, what is your career path, a doctor, a lawyer? And we look at those people as being at the top of the food chain of careers and, you know, the riches and the fame and whatever that thought process may be. But we don't ask our children, what do they want to become? We don't ask our children, why are they going to school? They know that they get up to go to school because that's what we are told that they have to do. They have to go to school. And then they're trained that when the bell rings, they get up and they move to the next place. And it translates into them going to work that they punch a clock and they have to be in by eight or in by nine and out by four take a break for 30 minutes and take a break for an hour and out by five and yada, yada, yada. I get it. I do. I work a nine to five. I still work a nine to five alongside running a business. And now here I am doing my first episode of the revamp of my podcast. Oh, <sighs> I look at life and I just, I'm so amazed at how we get through the pain and the frustration. We get over the hurdles. Sometimes it takes us longer than we anticipated. We have dreams. We have things that we want to do, see, manifest, things happen, and we build dream boards, vision boards. We want to manifest the things that we do, but then along the way, we don't have the tools hanging in our bag that we carry around with us. It's that invisible bag of tools that our parents gave us in order to navigate through life. It is the very essence of who we are, how we respond, the things that we respond to, what we answer to, who we are to be. But what are we are? What are we to become? At 38 years old, I'm working on who I am to become. I wanted to be a designer, which by no means is not saying that I can't be. But what I want to be and who I am to become is completely two different things. Where my passion lies and where my purpose begins is opposite ends of the spectrum. Now, some may listen to the podcast and say, but you can tie your purpose into your passion and make them one. That is very true. And at times I do. When my spirit moves me and the person that I'm working with receives what it is that I am saying and that I can leave them with a peace of hope, a semblance of peace of mind. 
something that will help them to push forward and excel in a great place. But I, too, am still growing. So I have to be careful about what I say. I have to be careful about the words that I use. I have to be careful how I push because I can push, say or do something that will move a person in the wrong direction. So all I can do is just pray. Pray that God gives me the words to say at the right time to the person that stands before me. And that as I continue to walk in my own journey of becoming something so magnificent and so great and becoming something that God has divinely placed inside of me, that I can be a beacon of light and share it with others. I learned that I can thrive in my passion but where God will take me by walking in my purpose is beyond what my mind could ever fathom. I could write down a list of 300 things that I want to see, I want to do, places I want to go, words I want to say. I can write down a bucket list and only will walking in my purpose have me fulfilled in doing those things. I could write out that bucket list and say, hey, I want to jump off the Empire State Building or the Golden Gate Bridge or whatever the case, the highest, tallest. I could want to go to St. Louis and bungee jump off the arch or leap from the Statue of Liberty. But I can do that and still feel empty and still feel nothing. The exhilaration at the moment can be so great and I could be so like, yes, I did it. I conquered it. And then what after that? If I'm not walking in my purpose, me jumping off that high building, that tall arch, that golden gate bridge means absolutely nothing because I didn't add to the fulfillment of anything. I just did because I wanted to. And I just did because it was something that would bring me happiness. But did I completely think about it? Was it fulfillment of something that was momentary or something to a memory, a a thing to last a lifetime? Would it bring me something that would assist me in my purpose. Now that I have a little more understanding of my purpose, and I just have to say, in the midst of doing this podcast, I feel another weight lifted. It feels so good to just sit at my desk with my computer open and just speak freely. Nothing written, nothing put together, no time stamp, no bells and whistles and shenanigans and all of that is just literally speaking from my heart. It's putting aside all of the music to get you hype and it's putting aside all of what I could have written down on the paper so that it would sound so eloquent when I could just eloquently speak 
what's on my mind. In the revamping of this podcast, I changed it from be easy to straight no chaser. And I get it. Be easy sounded like I was promoting a free, promiscuous, no holds bar lifestyle for male or female. I had some Christians to question my judgment in the title of my original podcast. And so I changed it. And see, that's where the opinions of others come in and not worrying about what God had to say. I was worrying about what humans had to say. Hmm. There is a scripture that says, Humanly speaking, it is not possible. But in God, everything is possible. And that's paraphrasing. That is not it exact. But that just resonated with me. Why? Because we worry so much about what other people would say and what they would do and how they would ostracize us and how they would shy away from us because we're speaking our truth or speaking things that they don't necessarily agree with or learning to be who you are in the place of where you are, but not being afraid to move out of that timestamp, not being afraid to progress forward, not being afraid to be outside of the box, but to be more, not being afraid to not be stagnant in a place and not being afraid to grow past people that you have been friends with for years and that unfortunately they won't be able to go with you on your journey because that wasn't their destiny. The friendship wasn't meant to go beyond a certain place, a certain point. Yeah. And you realize that along the way. It's funny because I felt like some people would be my friends forever. And I realized that as I've taken different paths in life, as I made different moves, as I made different decisions, as things have manifested in my life, people made choices and stepped away. Family included. This is not excluded to just friends. People have decided that they didn't want to be close to me or that I was too much for them or I didn't fit into a box or I didn't stay in a place that they thought that I should be in. It came across as hate and jealousy and came across as envious and came across as unloving. But I later realized in continuing with my journey, those people that have separated themselves from me, that have found themselves no longer wanted to deal with me, found themselves in a place of backing away. 
I realized that I was not supposed to continue on my journey with them, family or friends. I realized that it wasn't a lack of love. It's just that that is where our journey ended. And I became okay with that. Fear will have you held spellbound in a place where you are thinking that you are supposed to stay connected with those people. It will have you stopping your progression of meeting new people. It will stop you. It will keep you in a place of keep reliving the same hurtful things over and over and over and over again and not just accepting that you are not supposed to go forward with that person. Fear will keep you again. It will keep you. It will keep you. It will keep you captive. It will keep you in a place where you are stuck in the cement. You are sinking in the sand until you make the decision to go forward. Until you come to a place where you are able to accept that that was then and this is now and here is where I am and I can't move forward if I keep living in the past and I can't reach my purpose and reach my goals and attain the things that are the desires of my heart or the things that God has placed in me that is for me to receive. I can't receive the blessings because I'm not staying on faith way or believe street. I'm living in what used to be. My journey is not over and God is not done with me yet. I'm not speaking from a place of perfection because no one walking earth's surface is perfect. I'm not speaking from a place of, hey, I got it all put together because I do not. I just decided to not let fear hold me captive any longer. There are people that I miss. There are people that I remember having laughter with and moments and fun times and things. But I also realize that it is not for me to beat down a door that God has closed. It is not for me to try to rip the handle off of that door, to remove the lock, to try to open a door. I would only be setting myself up for more hurt, for more failure, for more pain, and to revisit fear. Fear that if I do move away past this person that I won't gain new friendships or fear that when I do move past this person and that when I do meet new people, all they are going to do is hurt me the same way. I had to move past the fear with this podcast that it's not going to be as great as everyone else's podcast. They have longevity in their podcast. They may have 20, 30, 40, 50 episodes where This one is a revamp, and this is my first episode. Starting fresh, starting new, it's great, it's exhilarating. You ride the high, you stay on that high, and you remember why you are doing it to begin with. You remember that you are walking in purpose, and the purpose may not be for you. It may be for others. 
And everything that you do should be in the glorification of God. And it should be about others. If you starting a business is just solely for you, how will that business grow? Because you need others for that business to grow. But if you live in a place of fear of hiring someone that can be the manager that can take your business from just one store to maybe two stores or two stores to three stores and becoming a a chain or becoming a household name or whatever the case may be. If you live in fear to allow somebody to check your books and make sure that your, you know, your your money is going in the right place and that you are profiting the way that you can. If you're afraid to hire a buyer that could bring more revenue of having different products in your store, if you are living in fear, nothing can grow. So my podcast could not grow if I didn't sit down at the computer and do it. And to be honest, this is the second, no, this is the third take at doing this episode. The first take I did five minutes, I listened to it and I was like, oh, I sound horrible. Sound like I just woke up. Sound like I got a frog in my throat. Every excuse coming up with everything to diminish and undermine my abilities. The second one, I get 14 minutes in and uh, my husband sweetly walks through the door and hears the chime for the alarm and, and, and him opening the door to the room of where my computer and my desk sits to say, hey, honey. And I almost, I almost gave up. I almost allowed me to go back into that sinking sand of saying, see, it's not time. See, I wasn't supposed to do it. See, it's not it. It's not what I'm supposed to do. But I have to say, this third take is better than my first and my second takes. Those were the takes that I was supposed to get the butterflies out of the stomach. And those were the takes that I was supposed to get my thoughts in order and get it out to the world. And with this take, I feel like I have released more than I released in the second take. I said more that was more. To me, and my thoughts, more meaningful. I mentioned my journey. I turned 38 this year, and I think I said that earlier. May 9th, to be exact, I turned, again, 38. And I found myself in a place of wanting more, needing more, having an expectation of more. Not an expectation solely of others, but an expectation of myself. I found myself creating more action plans, found myself writing down my goals better, found myself leaving sticky notes and wanting to say positive affirmations more, finding myself rummaging through old papers and finding things that I started and never finished, finding my old notebooks where I was writing to God and he was revealing things to me, finding old writings of things that 
I wanted to do or say or add into or whatever it may be. And I'm doing it. I took the first step. I, I, I did it. It feels amazing. Don't allow fear to put a time stamp on your life. Don't allow fear of society, of friends, family, mentors, or anybody be manifested into your life. I get it. Fear is walking into the unknown. Fear is the uncertainty of. Fear is unforgiving. But you can kick fear's butt and you can kick it straight out your life. You don't have to live in that place. You don't have to allow it to consume you. And you don't have to allow it to time stamp your life. Fear does not live within you. Fear is made up. I get it. Walking into the unknown can be super scary, but it does not live with you. Fear does not have to stay. Let it go. Fear can definitely be kicked out. And I will say this to you. Once you kick fear out and you take the first step forward, it is so exhilarating. I cannot wait to bring you the next episode. I am so excited to publish this. I don't even know if I'm going to look at what I've written. It just feels so good to just come to you all and just say what's on my heart. Let the topic be revealed to me through the week, through prayer, through studying the word. And as I say that, let me give a disclaimer. In no way, shape, fashion, or form am I here to push my beliefs onto you. My beliefs, my feelings, my walk, my journey. This podcast, again, is just to uplift and empower. It is to open dialogue, have conversation. It is to bring people together to help each other, to help one another, to uplift each other and get them out of place of stagnation and moving towards you walking in your purpose. You'll know when you're walking in your purpose. You'll feel it in the pit of your stomach, deep down in your spirit. It'll be something that you can't get away from because it'll keep coming back. 
And I don't care how many times you throw it away, ball it up, disintegrate it, burn it, put it down a garbage disposal. It will find a way to reshape itself and reappear in your life. If anybody has ever seen the movie Mary Poppins, you will be reminded of the paper that Mr. Banks tore up and threw in the fireplace that was written by the children of the type of nanny that they wanted to watch over them. And as Mary Poppins came into the atmosphere, that piece of paper went up through the chimney and she possessed that piece of paper. Her purpose in being there was to save Mr. Banks from himself, to get him to realize all of the things that he had before him and all of the things that he was missing by living in stagnation, living in a place of fear. I didn't understand that until I got older, until I had children, until I was able to look at Mary Poppins with a different set of lens. Take this podcast, get it together with your friends, have the conversation, begin to hold each other accountable, find out what your purpose is, and don't let fear stop you. Hold it, run with it, and make it great.